What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we got another good week for you. We're going to talk Final Four. We're going to do a little MLB uh, season betting preview. Sully's got some things he needs to get off his chest, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, let's kick it off with the Final Four. So you guys said last week you thought it was going to be chalky. Um doesn't get much chalkier than uh, a one seed, a two seed, a one seed getting in. But UCLA, they got in. They took down Michigan. 11 seed getting into the final four. Love to see that. I'm an agent of chaos. Love to see Love to see the little guys who aren't supposed to be there getting in. But tough matchups. Tough matchups next weekend. We got Baylor and Houston, uh, the early game. And then the late game, we have Gonzaga and UCLA. Uh, Gonzaga, 14-point favorites. Baylor, 5-point favorites. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I feel like it's a, even despite this tournament being the arguably the craziest ever, if you want to go by like average highest seed of, of each round, um, at the end of the day, these, these things always kind of level out to be chalk in the end. It's always, you know, the Final Four is always mostly ones or two seeds. The occasional three seeps in, but the better teams are always are always in it when you get down to the end. Um, so, I mean, I think that's interesting just because it was so so lopsided this year in terms of underdogs and and uh, higher seeds going through. Um, but and then imagine if you get Michigan in there, you have three one seeds and a two seed. That's yeah. like as, pretty much as chalk as you can be. Um, but I, I I think it's going to be real tough to. I just don't see Gonzaga losing this thing. I don't see them losing a game they they've just been they're far and away the most talented team left they have just been dominating everyone anytime you, i mean they're 14 points favorites i think in yeah 14 in a final four yeah. game yeah i mean obviously it helps that you're playing an 11 seed but that 11 seed just is coming off a win against another number one and they've they won an extra game people forget ucla was in a playing game they've already they already have what four wins in this tournament technically so you know more even, five even, five because of the play-in yeah. yeah so yeah the play-in first round 64 32 round, 16 16 eight. eight yeah five so they'll have to win seven to win the, yeah win it all um yeah i mean i just don't see it uh, i think jalen suggs is is now going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft because of this tournament um, and because of what Cade didn't do. And, you know, I, I, Baylor-Houston, I I don't know. I, I'm going to ride with Houston because I have them in the in the finals. They were in my, my original pick to be in the finals. Um, but Baylor is, you know, after stumbling late in the season, they've been – they've looked really good this tournament. Yeah, Baylor looks – it's it's funny because – like I, I had, I didn't have the right team, all the right teams, and I, I had a few strong feeling it'd be chalk at the end. Statistically, it's one or two one seeds, usually one or two two seeds, and then usually there's a four seed or higher, like eighty percent of the time actually that gets in, and usually it's not an eleven seed, but it was, it was this year in UCLA, um, and they've been fantastic. Juzang, I don't even know how high of a prospect he was, but he certainly helped his stock. Uh, that guy Tiger, who spells his name wrong. Um, Tiger Campbell, he, he's been great. Um, he's got a, he's got a nice high arcing shot. That guy, uh, Jock, he's, he's, he's been really good. 
Um, but it it's just it's it's very weird because it's been a great tournament, but it's also been an awful tournament. And I don't I shouldn't say awful, but it's been it's been a lot to be desired in regards of the lack of buzzer beaters and the lack of close games at times. Like yes, there yeah. has has been close games, but it's more been like spreads being close. Like like I'm on the edge of my seat because of gambling a lot. But like in the Elite Eight, you had all the spreads of a seven, seven to nine, and you only had one close game in those. And then in the Sweet Sixteen, there was really only one or two close games. So it left a lot to be desired in regards of competitiveness, competitiveness of the teams. And within that, it hasn't been chalk. So it's just been very interesting in how it's how it's gone on. It's been very entertaining. But you know, it, it hasn't been like years past where it's like you know. Round one, Miami at the buzzer. You know, usually you have one or two buzzer beaters in the first couple rounds at least. You know, we haven't had much of that. I think I can't even think of one buzzer beater. The only buzzer beater was not a buzzer beater. It sent it to overtime. They got blown out by UCLA, did Alabama. So, like, if you look at a game like last night, like, it was a close game, but it was a close game because Michigan went 0 for 8 down the stretch and didn't, you know, they didn't make a field goal for five and a half minutes. Yeah. You know, it was a boring, like, it wasn't like yeah. a close speed. It, it was, was 51 49, like, you yeah. know. But there's so lot, there's been a lot of games that are like, you know, they're kind of close, but they're, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine points where it's not a blowout, but it's also you're not on the edge of your seat, like you said, you know, but it's, it's just kind of in that yeah. middle ground. And I think we've been so, like, people have been so positive about it. I'm not someone to hate on the tournament, obviously. But it's like, we didn't have one last year. So it's like, if you gave us anything, we'd be happy with it. Of course. yeah. You know, so I just feel like, I feel like if this was a normal year, we'd be a little like, this is, you know, this hasn't been the greatest. Like, it's been good for certain reasons with the high seeds and the Cinderella's, yeah. But, you know, a lot of love to be desired in certain ways. Um, I personally am rooting for Gonzaga to go undefeated. I think this is the best team I've ever seen in college. I think the only other one that compares that I've seen really is the Anthony Davis Kentucky team, which lost in the final four to Wisconsin. Um, you know, if no, they go into Davis, Davis won. Cat lost to. Oh, sorry, Wisconsin. Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns. That team was insane. That that yeah. team was nuts. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I mean, if 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 they win this, it's hard to say. if they win it all, it's hard, and they they will. It's hard to say they're not the best team of our era, minimum. Um, you know, no one's gone undefeated since like '79 or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. It's incredible. And yeah, they play in the weaker conference. I get it, but like, still, they played a tough schedule before the season, before conference play started. And obviously, the tournament is the tournament. So yeah, um, and they're yeah, also I think- not like that. People are, are always saying they don't, they don't play in the biggest conference or the best conference, biggest conference. But you watch them play conference games like. They beat teams by forty six. You know yeah. they don't. They don't like yeah. playing a bad conference and win. they don't squeak like, games out. Normal, yeah, yeah. Like you know, ACC games like you know Kentucky. You know, first of all, the SEC is no prize jewel when it comes to basketball either. Obviously, no. it's better than the West Coast Conference, but let's not act like it's the ACC or the Big East of old or you know something like that. Yeah, um, definitely. But. Yeah, you know, even teams like Kentucky, they, they were they play close games all the time. They win by five, six games, like five, six points, and they lose Kentucky them too. Beats every team by forty-two points. You know, like yeah. yeah, they're playing St. Mary's or Pepperdine, but they're beating the piss out of them. Yeah, know? yeah, it's it's a fun team to watch. Uh, I love Timmy. I love the handle bars. Um, 
it was funny. Jalen Rose said something that was like, he was like, because he celebrates after every basket. And I think it's hilarious because he said it in a really funny way. Like Dickinson on Michigan, like he screams and goes crazy after every basket. And then he'll miss like 75 shots and he says nothing. But Timmy is so comical in how he does it. And then Jalen Rose, he was like, yeah, when you're not averaging 17 to 20 points, you could do that. Well, well, sorry, Timmy is doing that. So I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Um, I'm just like, I don't know what he's been watching all year. Because Timmy's averaging like 18 a year at, on the year. And then in the tournament, he's like over 20. He's incredible. Kispert's great. We know about Suggs. Ayayi, um, even Nembhard from Florida. I mean, the team's disgusting. The Baylor, the Baylor Houston game, I think will be really good. I'll probably take Houston with the points. Yeah, because of their because of their because of their rebounding, I probably still would think Houston will. I mean, Baylor will win the game, but um, yeah, that'll be a really good game. I think that'll be a really close game too. So I, I'll take the yeah. points there. I mean, if Houston shoots the ball well, if they can get going from three early, they're a problem. Yeah, they are. They're a real problem. They uh, they're they're exciting to watch. I always like Houston. Um. I mean, but yeah, yeah they've always shit the bed. Be... They've always shit the bed, and they finally are doing it this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh... I mean, even with Hakeem, they've got a three Final Fours in four years. Yeah, with Hakeem. Yeah, regardless of like what happens, I think this year is a success for Houston. Like, they're back yeah. on the map. Like, usually they lose in like the Sweet Sixteen or round of thirty-two often, and it's like I you forgot. know. They're... I looked it up today. They made the Final Four in like twenty sixteen, I think twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, did they? But I, they yeah, I'd to, forgotten um, about it. Who'd they lose to? Did they lose to Villanova? I think they, they lost either Villanova or North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah, some blue team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, was gonna say I thought it was Kentucky. I don't know it who was it was. 20, it, it was twenty sixteen. I think we're gonna be. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna see a one-one matchup. I think we got Baylor Gonzaga in the final. Yeah. I think Gonzaga. Remember that year, like seven or eight years ago when it was number seven Kentucky versus number eight UConn or something like that? Yes. Kentucky UConn, Shabazz Napier yeah. won, but it yeah. was like, yeah, it was a seven and an eight seed or two seven seeds. It was That's an wild. odd year. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. It should be good though. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that Gonzaga UCLA game is good. I'll, uh, I mean, 14 points, I'll probably take UCLA, but Gonzaga will probably win by 16. So I'll get yeah. screwed. But <laughs> um, no, that definitely uh, should be good. And um, uh, we'll next time we talk will be after the national championship. So we'll have plenty to talk about there. But opening day coming tomorrow for my Red Sox. Um, but we should do our season preview for MLB. You guys want to start with some win totals? Yes. Sure, sure. Fire them off and I'll... Uh... All right, Wait, I got one. We... I got one. I like right off the bat, homer pick. But the Red Sox are winning more than eighty games this year. There's no doubt in my mind. They got Alex Cora back. They got their coach back. Whatever you think about him, I don't really give a fuck. They got Alex Cora back. The the mojo is going to be back with this team. Every time they have a down season like last year, they always bounce back and are are always good the next season. They uh. I think the year, the past two times before they've won the World Series, they've been the worst team in the division. Um, sorry, not the last two times. They lost in the wild card the first time, or the ALDS to the Astros the year before. Who did they add? They added Kike. They added yep. Adovino. Yep, yep, Adam Adovino. Um, who else? Well, we did they lost... add a starting pitcher? 
Uh, yes. Who was it? I, I feel so bad. I've been... Uh, was, isn't Nathan Avaldi their opening day starter? Yeah, Chris Sale's only going to pitch like half the season at most this year. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, who did they this? Had 80, 80 and a half, I mean... Um, Garrett Richards, they got Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta. Um, oh, Hunter Renfro. Hunter um, Renfro. Marwin Frankie Cord- Frankie Cordero. Yep. Uh yeah, Marvin Gonzalez. Uh uh Nick Pavetta. Yeah. Um I mean they they made some moves. I'm not I'm not mad with the with the moves they've made, but I think having Cora back is gonna be good. You've got a real coach again this year, a real manager again this year. I think it's gonna be I think that's gonna be a big difference. That's gonna I'm get actually not gonna touch up. that. I'm not gonna touch that win total. I just um I see the Red Sox as the fourth best team in that division. So <clears throat> Not saying they can't, but will there be four winning records in the AL East? I don't know. The Yankees are obviously better. The Rays lost a few, bunch of people, but I, I mean, there's no way you can convince me they're not an 80-win team. Um, and then I think the Blue Jays are near ready to explode. I think, you know, Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette back healthy. Um, they added Springer. Um, they added a couple other people, too. They, they, they made a lot of good moves. So I see three teams all better. And I, I kind of don't see the Red Sox getting over, or it's too close to comfort for me. Yeah, it is a messy division for sure. So it's kind of like the Mets division last year. It's like there's not really a bad team other than the Marlins, and then the Marlins end up winning a lot. So then, yeah. you know, that's kind of why I didn't like like the Bra- like the Braves at ninety one. Like uh, on paper, you'd like that, but then you look at the division, you're like, oh, they they're gonna have like a tough tough run in the division, you know. I actually, I actually like, I actually like that over. I actually like the Braves over, and I probably would go. What is the Mets? Ninety and a half. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would go, uh, I'd go Mets under. I think, uh, I think we're a little overrated. I think we. uh, I yeah. Like eighty six, eighty seven wins for them. Maybe I think it might even be close. I think it might be eighty seven, eighty eight. Um, I just think we have so many injuries already, and. We have so much starting pitching depth, and it doesn't matter because we have all these injuries already. And then injuries will obviously happen when the season starts. So you have Lugo gone for a month. It's nothing crazy, but it's just like you have Sendegard out until who knows June. You have Carrasco just keeps getting hurt whenever we got him. So I'm not planning for him until probably June realistically um, with this hamstring injury. could be sooner. But then in that time, who's going to get hurt? Who who else is going to get hurt from the starting pitching step? If someone else gets hurt, we're screwed. We're done. So, and someone likely will get hurt. So, uh, yeah, like Stroman's the two right now. So it's like Degrom, Stroman, <clears throat> to John Walker. He's pretty solid. Peterson solid again, and then Lucchese's not bad. None of those guys are bad, but the pitching staff once again is supposed to be a strength of the team, and it's not. So. I don't know. I, I think 86 to 89 is very well impossible, and I'm probably in there. But 90 and a half, I'm going under. Uh, I'm usually going over with the Mets, but I think I think we're a little overhyped right now. That's fair. What What about the Dodgers at 102 and a half? It's a lot, especially with the Padres in the division. Right, but um, they they did add but, Bauer. They, yeah, I mean, on, paper, on 16, paper, they've got the best roster probably. in the league. They're the best roster in the league on paper. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Um, 
I don't know. It's just so, it's so hard to take a team at essentially betting the team to win 103 games. You know. Oh yeah. That's 103 and 59. You're not going to lose 60 games in a 162 game season. Um, so actually, I actually take the over. I just, I mean, I think they may have the best pitching staff I've ever, seen, nearly pitching staff I've ever seen with Bueller, Clayton, um, Bauer. Bauer. Who's the who's who's the other? Uh, D- Dustin May, David Price, David Price is there. Julio Urias, starter. Julio Urias. I mean, I, I just it, it's just absurd. So, I'll take the over there. But uh, it's what. What about what your, is the Pirates? Uh, I'll take the I'll take the under on the Pirates. Whatever no, they're it is, the lowest with fifty nine and a half. I will take the under on that. I still will. Uh, I think this is one of the worst teams we've ever seen. To be to be quite honest. They literally don't have anyone. They have the lowest, like, one of the lowest uh, payrolls, like, ever. They completely the, mailed it in. The The Reds is an interesting one at 81 and a half. Yeah, probably not touching it. Probably not touching it. it, it the Reds are a team that has talent that's, like, they lost Bauer, and it's, like, Steele's a stud. I don't know. I, I'm probably just not touching it. What about your Yankees, Dave? 95 and a half, second highest. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I think the Yankees are the second best team in the majors on paper. Um, but they're, they're playing in arguably the toughest division in, in baseball. You know, I think you make it's either the NL East or the AL East, um, top to bottom. Um, but, you know, so that, that to me could pose trouble and similar to what Seller was saying with the Mets like we lose the pitch like I think we have more depth on the back end of guys to slot in as pitchers but in terms of like quality options if you know if we lose if I mean if Cole goes down for more than like a week I mean goodbye that win total you know but um you know we lose a guy like Kluber or um any of our pitchers go down and we've got a problem, you know. Uh, obviously, Debbie can come up and show he can be competent. Um, but that's to be determined if he can continue that. We don't know what Jermon's going to be. Um, we don't know what Montgomery's going to be. We just there's a lot of question marks. And and Everino not coming back until June or July. Um, there's just a lot of unknown there. I mean, healthy. I, I love that over, but. The Yankees, the last three or four years, have proven that's not a uh, that's not an easy task for them. So, yeah. you know, I, I think if I had to really guess, I would say the Yankees finish with ninety-seven to one hundred wins. But you know, it, there is that potential that it could go, you know, down really get close to that 90, 94, 95 number. I think they win the division yeah. regardless. I think they find a way to do that. Um, but. I, you know, I like the over. If you if you had to gun to my head, I would put mine on the over. But I'm weary of it. Is all I'm saying. Um, the the two that I do like a lot, just looking over this list again, the Astros under eighty seven and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. give it to me. Good fucking luck playing the full year with fans in the stands. No one forgot. You got worse on paper. You're going to get all the shit that you should have been getting the last year. It's going to bring up all those bad memories. 
I just, I mean, they weren't, they weren't close to that last year. If you extrapolate their record over a full season and on paper, now they're going to deal with fans and bringing up the whole cheating scandal again. Like that's going to be the, all the questions are going to be about that again with the media. They're going to hear it every place they go in the stands, their home field advantage isn't going to be as good. It's just, it's going to be a shitstorm for Houston. 87 and a half. I don't, I don't even know if Houston will be above 500. That's how much I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I like the I like the under on that. I think it's way overrated. They're super. And look at their. I mean, I know that the their division isn't great, but like, you know, I, to me, it, staying in that same division, I'll take the Angels over eighty three and a half based on that. I think the Angels will win the division. Um, I don't like. I don't really. I mean, I guess Oakland was probably Oakland's probably the favorite, right? I, I don't know. They too, lost so. a lot of people, so I think they're that's like they're winning. That's but I don't know. I just but I yeah, just, I think it is. The yeah, o- you no, tell Oakland... me the basically have to go over five hundred. Like I'll, I'll take that with Mike Trout, Otani back in full force. Uh, what's his name? Uh, third baseman. Well, the the A's have uh, won Rendon. The A's have won ninety seven games three years in a row, but um. Didn't, who did they trade? They traded a bunch of people. Or they got rid of a bunch of people, right? Isn't Simeon gone? Isn't um, yeah? Who's their other other talented player that's gone? Davis is gone, and then someone else is. Yeah. Did they, they lose Lowry Davis, too? Mister Two Forty Four. Lowry. Lowry's been gone for like five years. Really? He was on the Mets for the last two years. Dead Lowry. Yes. No way. You're lying. You def- yes, he, he was on the Mets the last two years. Oh, man. That shows you how much I paid attention to baseball last year. Um, Two years, really? Okay. Maybe um, it might be more. I mean, geez. two or three years ago. I, he hasn't been on that team in a while. I thought, uh, I thought two years ago he was on the A's and had that crazy season. 2018, he was on the A's. 19 and 20, he was on the Mets. Oh, jeez. Oof. Or wait, was he even in the major leagues last year? I don't know. Well, he had seven at-bats in 19. I don't know if he played last year. But, uh, yeah, he had seven at-bats for us, one walk, zero hits. We paid him, like, $15 million. Um, But um, I guess we can get into awards. Yeah, what about Cy Young? Let's talk about the AL Cy Young. I'm taking Cole. Plus three thirty. I'm gonna say I'm. I was gonna take the over on the Yankees as well too at ninety five and a half. I think they're coming for blood this year. I think it's a big. Every single year, I'm down on the Yankees for most part. I'm pretty bullish on them this year. I think a lot of these names at the top really aren't great pitchers or can't no. stay healthy. Whether it's Ryu, Lynn, Glass, now Barrios. We're on bad teams too. Yeah, I'll I'll take Cole plus three thirty. He's gonna you know I think he's gonna finally. Win one with the Yankees. That's that's my guy for the AL. For the NL, um, yeah, I'm going with DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball. Hands down, no question. So two New Yorkers for the Cy Youngs for me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how you can I'm pick against DeGrom. There. I don't know how you can pick against either of those guys, especially DeGrom. Well, I think Bieber would be the only other um, really realistic choice for the, for the AL. And, yeah, and he's getting the same odds as Cole on his yeah. team. Yeah. So... But I mean, we're if you're, we're all in agreement worried there. about the value on Cole. That's but like you can't. We'll be worried about the value on Cole and then turn around and take like Giolito or or who's barely above them or Bieber. 
Yeah. You know. Right. And anyone else, like who are you realistically like throwing good money down on that you think is going to top one of those three guys? I don't see. It, you know, those guys mm-hmm. don't even have to like Cole doesn't even have to be as light out lights out best self to win this award. I feel like. No, he doesn't. What about um, AL MVP? Again, it's it's hard to pick against Trout, but I mean, there's <laughs> it is hard other, to pick against Trout. There's definitely other people I would consider. Um, I, I, listen, it's a it's a risky bet, but I love Judge if he can stay healthy. If he can yeah. play 130, yeah. 140 games, I, I really like I really like Judge there. I uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not go against the Trout. I'll give a dark house for a dark horse for the sake of it. Um, Definitely a risky one, but a plus 5,000. Randy Rosarena, um, he was obviously killer for the Rays, not the last 30, 40 games in the regular season, and then in the playoffs as well. Um, you know, maybe this is really the start of something. He, he, he's just an elite talent, and at those odds, um, he's he's around players that aren't nowhere near as talented as him, whether it's Donaldson now, Loriano, you know, uh, Verdugo, you know, these guys, that's like who he's around odds-wise. So I'll, I'll take his upside there, although obviously it's not likely, but just if you wanted to throw like 10 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. in that sense, I would go I, – I I mean, not as long as that, but Vlad Guerrero Jr. at plus 2,500. If the yeah, if he goes compete off. for the division and Guerrero yeah. is the best player on the team and he has that kind of breakout year we're expecting from him, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's in one of those situations where he doesn't necessarily have to the best stats to be to like win the award yeah like it, it, you know if trout has better numbers and puts up regular trout number has a you know run-of-the-mill trout season and the angels win 84 games but the you know Guerrero's a little worse but the blue Jays win 93 games and are coming second in the division and are fighting the yankees till the last two weeks that's that's a situation i think he could he could catapult trout in yeah and when you're getting that much different, I mean, Trout at plus 200 compared to Vlad Guerrero at plus 2,500, I'd rather, I'd rather take those. You know, I'd, I'd put that money there if I had to. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to pick against Trout in the AL. The NL is interesting, though. The NL is, like, wide open. Like, there's, like, yeah. legit 8 to 10 people. Betts, Soto, Bellinger, Tati, Sacuna. Arnado, Freeman, Lindor, Yelich, Harper, Seager, Machado, Story. I would say that's probably the cutoff. All those guys realistically have a chance. Um, yeah. Some better than others. Uh, for me, and it's not the best odds here, but I think it's going to be Juan Soto. Um, I think Juan Soto is going to come out this year as the best hitter, possibly overall player in baseball. Um, as a batter, at least, in my opinion. Um I'm super high on Juan Soto. He has one of the best eyes, uh, chase rates ever for some ever in the league. And he's so young and he's only going to get better at that. Um, I think the Nationals would be, have a bounce back year, be really good. I think it's them and the Mets likely for second best, you know, around 80, 88 to 90 wins. I think he's really, I just think it didn't matter. It wouldn't matter what the odds would be almost. I, I'm sad confident in him this year. But I know there's obviously other guys that, are worthy of consideration as well. Yeah, I don't, I mean, 
I, I agree on Soto. Um, I think Arenado could be interesting if he has kind of a fuck you, I'm in a new spot and I can play anywhere year with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to say Bryce Harper. I think he's going to have a good year, but I don't think the Phillies are going to be good enough to really. Um, yeah, no, I don't think the Phillies would be very good. I don't think they'll be very good at um, all. I don't hate Manny Machado at plus 2,500. You know, with all the buzz around Tatis, um, Machado could kind of sneak in there. And if he really puts up some numbers, because he had a really, really good year last year. People, a lot of people don't he did. like that. He did. He started out slow and really came around. Um, yeah, he did. So that would be a, an interesting one. Um, I guess, oh, rookie of the year. Um do you have thoughts on rookie of the year? I don't. I don't really have any thoughts on, on rookie of the year and either any other one. I don't know these guys well enough. Well, in the AL, I'm 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 definitely hammering Randy or, or Rosarena. I'm definitely going him. Um, again, he's just so much more talented. He's got the highest odds, and like he's guaranteed starting spot. All these guys are not guaranteed starting spots. Um, they're not guaranteed. You know to even be on the roster right away. So um, I'm going with that there. And then the National League, it's really hard to go against the favorite again, Cabrian Hayes on the Pirates. People are just going crazy over this guy. There's, uh, there's a ton of hype there. And then I also like, I really like Sixto Sanchez as well at plus 450. Um I, I like Sixto Sanchez. He showed a ton of talent on the Marlins. Um, but, yeah, and then even even Christian Pache, plus 1,200, he's a really, he's a really talented player. Um, prospect for the, um, for the Braves. Yeah. Um, hey, what about got most regular season hits? I guess LeMay here. Leading that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Um, as always, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check us out on socials, uh, Bleacher Fan and Bleacher Banter, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, be sure to check out the store as well on bleacherfan.com. And we will catch you all next week.